Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos are not actually native to North America? They came over with the pilgrims on the Mayflower, which is why the pilgrims wear those stupid hats with buckles on them, because armadillos would just grab them right off. <laughs> That's right. We would. For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early and to see some cool merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. The sun's going down in Bontemps, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters 1 through 7 of Definitely Dead, the sixth book in the Southern Vampire Mysteries series. Previously, a killer is on the loose. Again. Bontemps, right? Uh, this one seems particularly keen on taking out shifters. Of course, Sam gets winged, and while he's on the mend, Eric loans them a charming vampire bartender. Calvin Norris also gets hit, and his... Uh, family? Uh, land on Jason as the most likely culprit. It seems inbreeding does not make for good detective work. <laughs> In addition to having her house burned down, Sookie also gets shot, but, like, Sookie gets wounded so often that she kind of shrugs it off and goes about her day. Uh, she uses Sam's sniffer powers to hunt out the killer. Sweetie, the new Merlot's cook, was the killer all along. And, yeah, I guess we're supposed to care about Sweetie. She showed up for about five minutes, and then she was the murderer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, also, that new vampire bartender, speaking of murders, is also a vampire hitman. Uh, Sam might want to consider doing literally any kind of background check on new employees. <laughs> anyway, Andy Bellaflor shoots Sweetie and a bunch of bar regulars... <clears throat> deal with the vampire hitman uh, in true Bontop fashion, I guess. Also, Sookie's childhood friend Tara takes up with a sketchy vampire named Mickey, who is notorious for killing his humans. Sookie helps her escape, and Mickey takes it personally. So he also tries to kill Sookie, but she's like a pro at dealing with vampires at this point, so she bounces him and Eric six Mickey's vampire boss on him. Also, also, <laughs> Alcide's Packmaster dies, totally unrelated to those other shifter deaths that were happening uh, in the same book, and his dad is running for the, running for the uh, position. Sookie gets entangled in some wear politics and helps Alcide's dad in the election, but he loses anyway, and is then brutally killed. Because wear politics, I guess. So Sookie is on the bad side of the new pack leader. Cool. But she does meet a hot wear tiger named Quinn, so I guess it's not all bad. That was really hard to sum up because there were... Like, five different plot lines in that book. Yeah. There were. Wow. A lot of yeah. stuff happened. And none of those things were at all related to each other. It was just, like, all these things happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Sam doesn't offer health insurance for his employees. Sookie would cause those premiums to go up all the time. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'd, like, be calling around. They'd be like, oh, Sookie Stackhouse? Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, can I just double your, your hourly instead of giving you benefits? Because I think I'll still come out ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start this book the way you should always start a book. By judging its cover. Yeah. So we have Sookie riding what I assume is a were-tiger through the sky. This is hilarious. Yeah. This is a major shift from Sookie's usual uh, vampire riding. Yeah, the whole theme theme is she rides vampires through the sky, and they're like, ah, she's riding a tiger, whatever. (laughs) Does the tiger fly? Ah, no. Yeah, (laughs) this one does. (laughs) Suck it. You don't know what magic does. (laughs) I I do think it's funny that there's like a little vampire flying along behind, like, no, that's my job. He's trying to catch his tail. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Except, if you look at the vampire's face, he actually looks kind of bored, like his heart really isn't into it, you know? I think they always look really bored, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're, like, eh. they're dead. Yeah. yeah. Being dead is boring. I think he's probably just trying to 
decide between two options, right? It's to catch a tiger by the tail. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Yeah, eeny meeny miny mo, catch a tiger by the tail. Oh. Is that isn't that how it goes? Yeah. He always let him bail. <laughs> it is eeny now. Miny, mail. <laughs> eeny miny miny go to jail. <laughs> yeah, or maybe he's not trying to catch it. Maybe he's just playing with it, like you know, just like batting the tiger's tail around. I, you know, maybe yeah. that's the fun thing maybe to do. Like it. Maybe vampires like cats in that way. Yeah. I mean, I've never met a tiger, but I, I assume that if a tiger's tail was there, I'd probably take a bat at it, you know? Yeah, I mean, what's the weirdest thing here? The vampire playing with the tiger's tail or the tail the tiger flying by with Sookie Stackhouse on its back? Riding side saddle, by the way. Well, it's a big tiger. That's <laughs> true. And she is wearing a dress, you know? Right, and she's, you know, she's not that kind of girl. <laughs> the riding tiger. Her raised her right. Yeah, that's right. Ride your tiger's side saddle. That's what it's, her grandma always used to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to know that Charlene Harris is not a flat earther. <laughs> they're over land that is definitely curved that's true yeah. oh that's a good point mm-hmm. and she may be a little overestimating the curvature of the earth but hey you know it depends on how high up they are I suppose maybe they're up really really high yeah I guess if the tiger flies it might as well just fly to outer space <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that series <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or space read it tiger. yeah space tiger space tiger mm-hmm. let's jump right in to chapter one where Sookie is doing a romantic photo shoot with Claude the fairy yeah, the sexy brother of her fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. But don't get any ideas, ladies. He's only into bad boys. Yeah. yeah. She, there's a minute where she's like, oh, I just think Brad Pitt. He's like, eh, you know. <laughs> she goes through these celebrities, you know. Yeah, yeah she, li- she mentions that the ones he likes are Charles Bronson or Edward James almost. <laughs> I, I know, I was like, huh? <laughs> this dated the books a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Edward James almost is, is he dead? Oh, God. I don't know, but he... I mean, Stand and Deliver was like in the 90s, and he looked middle-aged then. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, both of those guys have got faces like a mile of back road, you know? <laughs> he is 75 years old. Yeah, it's, it's it, I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him, and like, it's hard for me to imagine this guy being a heartthrob. But, you know, I mean, you I mean, know. He's got charisma, you know? Yeah, no, he's great, but just like, I guess that's what Claude's into. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's a fairy. He's If he wants pretty, he can look in a mirror. That's right. He's got the beauty down, right? He's, he's looking for something a little different. Looking for a face that looks like it's been dragged through, uh, you know. Claude and Birgit, man. Yeah. They, they both love the uggos. That is true. <laughs> Have you guys seen the old commercials that Charles Bronson did for, like, perfume? I actually don't know who Charles Bronson is. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, your life will be perfectly fine not knowing who Charles Bronson is. <laughs> but whatever. But she has to fantasize, too, to make the picture spicy, so she thinks about Quinn, the guy who licked her blood. Yeah, big tiger guy, you know? Yeah. That's the way to suck his heart. Yeah. Lick her blood. Yeah, lick- blood licking. <laughs> she loves, she did that blood licking. I mean, she does go back and recall Dr. and get send another phone call to Dr. Ludwig, who, it's true. you know, yeah. licked her back. So, yeah, apparently true. she's just super into that. We haven't found out how she's getting paid yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so- I liked how the... How Charlene Harris combined Sookie's attempt to like get herself in the mood for a sexy photo shoot with like a, a recap of Sookie's history for us, the reader. Sure. So she she thinks of all of her boyfriends one after the other, which is also kind of a history of Sookie Stackhouse. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, we've we've commented on that before. She does a really nice job of just kind of concisely bringing the reader up to speed. Yeah. Without being too intrusive about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So Maria Starr is on set, speaking of like people from previous bits, and yeah. they catch up a little bit. Apparently, Sookie sent an ASPCA memorial to Alcide's dad. I laughed about that, too. I was like, is that is that kind of weirdly racist? I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they like it, you know? I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. 
Yeah, that seemed a little weird to me. I was like, that's, it seems like it could be like mildly insulting, actually. <laughs> right? Get it? Because they're animals, and he turned into an animal. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> it's like, maybe, you send them pound puppies or something like that? I don't know. Maybe that's why she got kind of a cold response. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I brought a bunch of milk bones to the funeral. What? <laughs> the others might enjoy it. Yeah, you all are into that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you people. Yeah, you people are into that. Uh, Maria Star also reveals that she and Alcide are dating now, and Sookie's like a little sad about it, but honestly, Alcide's on my shit list. I don't know. Oh, uh, he's the worst. Yeah, I, like I used to like that dude, but like ever since that like whole Packmaster kind of like, he was a little bit of a dick about all that stuff, and mm -hmm. uh, about the whole Debbie thing, so I don't know, I see good riddance. Yeah, all he's done is use her and manipulate her for his own means. No, I mean, they had, they had a good connection. He helped her bury that body. He did help her bury that Which, body. That was a solid... Well, the first body was at his house, so that should have been his problem. And Wait, was it? I thought it was at... Oh, that was at his apartment. You're right. Yeah. So really, she helped him hide a body. And they helped each other. I'm saying a relationship goes both ways. I guess, <laughs> but then she had to bury another body. Well, take care of another body, Debbie Peltz, because of Alcide. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they cancel each other out. Hmm. Maybe. I'm... I'm I'm okay with Alcide. I think he's been a douche lately, but you know he's got a, he's going through a thing with his father and politics and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, like I I I will agree that he's he's not at his probably not at his best right now, or you know wasn't then. But uh, he, I, I I still am not sure Sookie should be so quick to be like, oh yeah, miss that Alcide. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. but uh, but it doesn't matter because uh, Quinn is now the current Sookie Spank Bank front runner, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She goes into work, and Bill comes in and asks how she's doing since her cousin Hadley died. There's a short story that we missed. Oh, I was wondering about that. Did we know about okay, her vampire no, I, cousin I was, who died? I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. I, was like, I don't remember that happening. Oh. It was a short story I'd be happy to share with you guys. Did you read it? What, really what's important to know is Hadley died, and she was a vampire in New Orleans. Yeah. So she has to go clean out her house, and Bill says, hey, I'll, I'll accompany you for whatever reason. Yeah, I... I don't know. Why did she speaking of guys that like she sh should be on her shit list? Why did she still talk to this guy? I don't like, know. He's he's, he's been horrible to her, right? Uh, like he did the whole like cheating on her thing. Then he did the whole thing like where he almost got her killed by the person he was cheating on her with. You know. It's, oh well, that's I mean, that's because she charged in, right? Okay, that is that's like true. she she did that part. She tracked him down. Yeah, he <laughs> did he did uh, <clears throat> murder and sexually assault her in the trunk of his car. Or almost murder and sexually assault her in the trunk of his yeah, car. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. That, that's definitely a, a black mark in his record. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't like, know. Like, I, I think there's, like, mitigating circumstances there, so I can see why she might still, like, you know, want, not mind hanging out with him. Yeah. I guess he's saved her life several times also, I, you know, so maybe she's willing to be a little more tolerant of his uh, killing thing. Also, about two times out of three, she needs this guy to, like, kill somebody else to protect her he's in these stories around. yeah he's her neighbor too also he's her neighbor <laughs> that, <could laughs> that, be really that is true you want to have good relationship <laughs> yeah that's true uh some priests walk into the bar not in like a joke sense right yeah yeah <clears throat> and make a really big deal over bill and i had some respect for sookie i like the way she handled it they were trying to be super vampirist like yeah bigoted i don't know what else to call yeah, it yeah yeah they're being I mean, un unnecessarily hateful right so I, I hate to defend priests because I think priests suck in real life, <laughs> but they're right about vampires. They're blood-sucking creatures of the night. They're super dangerous. Some and of them do literally eat humans. Yeah, not all of them. They I, have I, I, synthetic I, blood now. Yeah, yeah, but like like all like have we ones, met a vampire who hasn't 
fed on a human. Yeah, the nice vampires we know eat fewer humans, right? <laughs> and don't kill them. They, they eat mostly. humans that Sookie doesn't like. <laughs> Maybe Sookie's just hanging out with the wrong type of vampire. I, I, that's that is entirely possible. But we, I, I would love to see a vampire who's doing it right, right? Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it would be like if they made a, a special drink that serial killers could drink. That made them stop serial killing, mm-hmm. and they all came out of the the woodwork and like became like a part of society. And you know, you were like, you know, how would you feel about that? I I would kind of feel like, oh, I still don't really want to be one around one of those serial killers, right? What if they forget to drink their serial killer drink and get hungry and serial kill me? <laughs> <laughs> that was a point. really good analogy. I mean, I was kind of feeling it actually. Yeah, <laughs> that was really smooth. Yeah. <laughs> One of the uh, priests tells her that Debbie Pelt's family, fucking Debbie Pelt, why is this still a thing? Oh my God, they're the yeah. worst. Her family wants to talk to her, even though the private detectives and the cops haven't found anything, and Sookie refuses, and like, I want to be on her side and be like, oh my God, why are these people still around, but she, she killed did. her! <laughs> she did literally kill I mean, her daughter. They're, yeah. they're on the right track. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have... They are not incorrect to be suspicious of Sookie Sackhouse. No, they don't know that. I mean, I'm not sure they, they know that they have reason to be suspicious, but you know. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm pretty sure they don't because she can read minds. She right. might know. True. Yeah. She's like, oh, they're so annoying and persistent. <laughs> Except they're totally right. Yeah. Chapter two. The next night, Quinn, speaking of Quinn, comes into the bar. As if summoned by Sookie's lusty thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently he can smell her, too. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can. <laughs> maybe, maybe she, maybe she smells right. Yeah, <laughs> stinky sucky. That's what they call her. <laughs> smells like the swamps. <laughs> if that's what you're into, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sam knows Quinn apparently. apparently knows of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's apparently well known in the supernatural world. Yeah. But does not seem pleased to see him. No, he doesn't. Yeah. There's, there's this. Okay. There's. By the way, there's a side note on wear reproduction here, and I don't know if this is something we discussed before. But they, they mentioned that only the firstborn of two pure wares becomes a true wear, right? Yeah. yeah. So doesn't that mean eventually they all die out? Because uh, it's only a two-to-one transition? Well, they, they, Calvin talks about this well, in a later chapter. Well, they talk about right? it later. And like that's you can swap partners. Clearly, it's super creepy uh, like way to have to deal with it. But like, is that what everyone does? That's the only way to like, sustain the be, population? Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you got to each person, each... Each person has to, each man has to impregnate at least two women, and each woman has to be impregnated by at least two men in order to replace themselves, yeah. right? So, and that, yeah, and that's just to maintain, right? Yeah. Huh. That yeah. seems complicated. Yeah. Yeah, Suki, don't marry into that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's, yeah, I don't know. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Quinn comes in, he orders a bud, so you know he's basic. Yeah. Um, you could not believe he ordered a Budweiser. <laughs> I know. This like, guy is supposed to be super fancy. Yeah, he's just like this huge, like like exotic, like I'm a tiger dude, who like you know, it's like wearing like some sexy outfit. And yeah, he's, he's like, find out he's like a, a Budweiser. He's an event planner. Yeah, a supernatural event planner. You what know? should he have ordered? A craft beer. A craft beer. Yeah. A co- like a uh, like a fine scotch. Uh, like, like any kind of like at least a Lone Star. Yeah, at least a Lone Star. That's an important Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, beautiful and basic is just how Sookie likes him, so mm-hmm. she's into it. Yeah, he asks her out. Yeah, he, he has a business slash pleasure proposal. She's like, business or pleasure? She's like, both. Like, all right, that's that's okay. fair, I guess. <laughs> and then he asks to meet her after work at her house, and I'm like, this, this is a terrible idea, right? Like, this guy that she doesn't know super well, who's like, 
a where person who's involved in like where politics who was just at this packmaster ceremony where the packmaster killed her you know her ex-boyfriend her her temporary lover whatever his dad and now that packmaster hates her and she's like yeah i'll take you to my house uh, alone in, yeah. this, in the woods i mean he is a, she is able to sense his intentions that's true. Yeah, she's mind reader. So that is good. true. And but I mean, like, even if she didn't, I, we know that Sookie gives zero fucks, right? I mean, <laughs> that's true. I don't know. Unless I don't know. Maybe if he plays his card right, cards right, she gets a little more than one. Zoom yeah. <laughs> no, she's probably like, next time I go to the hospital, I get a free visit. So. <laughs> 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 I tend get one free. I get that, last, <laughs> that last stamp on her frozen yogurt card or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So the pleasure part is he asks her out, and she says yes. The business part. Is that the vampire queen of Louisiana asked Quinn to request Sookie's help at the regional vamp summit? Yeah, Sookie, ever a danger junkie, was already planning on going anyway. <laughs> yeah, but with Eric, and he's not gonna be happy because he wanted her first. Yeah, I do want to point out that you know when Sookie has him over at first, she gives him a tour, and she's like, "Well, this is where my grandmother was brutally murdered, and this is where I murdered uh, a bitch ex-girlfriend, and this is where I." Someone tried to burn me alive, and that's the kitchen, so we'll move on to the next one. <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah. Like, like it's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on there, right? Yep. I'd be like, Suki may be a little too much for you, Quinn. <laughs> and that was 2002, moving on to 2003. <laughs> right. uh, I kind of, I found myself a little charmed by how simple this whole interaction with Quinn actually turned out to be. Yeah. yeah. She's like, why are you interested in me? And he's like, well, mm, because you're pretty, and I think the mind reading thing's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. No, I, I actually appreciate Quinn very much for like all of his interactions. He's just like, he's very direct. She's like, he's like, you want to go out? And she's like, yeah, sure. You know, it's just like, it's just like, that's it. Yeah. You know, he's so exactly far, what there's appears. no like devious plot here. No. Yeah. Yeah. He seems to be exactly what, what, he, what the label says in the box, right? I think he's the best yet. I think he's hot. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they talk about, you know, after talking about this business thing, then they talk about date ideas. So it's like a whiplash conversation, you know? Uh-huh. But it's, you know, they, they land on going to see the producers in the theater, which is a pretty fancy first date, you know? That's, that's a good, decent yeah. musical, right? Like, that's yeah. like, this is a good first date. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing uh, theater in Shreveport, that's about as fancy as it gets for a girl from Bon Ton. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I heard the Shreveport production's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they have excellent regional theater. But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, she learns that Quinn is part owner of a supernatural events company, which is, I guess, kind of makes sense considering, you know, that's got to exist, right? In this new world. Yeah, I guess all these like classy vampire parties or whatever, they've always got help. Yeah. There's like a, a va- apparently there's like a special kind of vampire wedding. There's like, yeah. like witch come- ascension ceremonies. Like there's all kinds of stuff. You know? I know. This guy's job sounds really interesting. I was like, I this would... job is awesome. I know. I want to know more about this. Mm-hmm. Extremely elegant events. Yeah. It's a terrible, that's like such a bad name. <laughs> it's such a bad name. <laughs> Extreme like, and then in parentheses, Lee. Lee elegant, <laughs> yeah. close parentheses. Yeah. Events. Parentheses. Why, why is that? Is it, are you not supposed to say it? Is it you're supposed to pronounce it extreme? events but you write it extremely that, that's what i was wondering it's like if you drop the middle it's extreme events is that like is it the logo maybe that's, that sounds maybe it's like a poor X-Men, translation right? maybe it's a poor translation of like a visual element that makes a lot more sense if you see it right, like, like ancient vampire hieroglyphics <laughs> it's like a really good pun <laughs> but every time i read that i was like huh <laughs> yeah seriously not a good name oh it's terrible and, and he ordered a bud so you know this guy like He's not up thin ice with you. <laughs> I was say he's not above Sookie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. uh, I mean, fair, you know? Yeah. Totally fair. Fair enough. Yeah, he's, that's why he was at the Packmaster Con. 
test because his company put on the event. Oh, by, by the way, his speaking of terrible names, apparently the spin-off company that he's partner of is just called Special Events. I was like, seriously? Special so Events is the name of the company? That's what I expected because it, it's like secret stuff, right? Yeah, sure. They're special, I guess. Well, you, you give it a really generic name, right? You call it like... Event company, yeah. <laughs> something. Right? You put it. You put it like with a Z at the beginning, at the end, so it's at the end of the phone book instead of the beginning. No, no. What you do is you, you call it supernatural events, but the natural is in. <laughs> Some people don't realize. Yeah, <laughs> people don't know. They just know it's just super, yeah, super events. It's fine. That's so clever. Look, Charlene Harris has many talents, and apparently naming companies is not one of them. She no. This is a thing, right? Like her the. Her best friend's business is called Terra's Togs, which is a, a, again a terrible like nobody knows what that's. If someone said I'm going to Terra's Togs, I'd be like I do not know what that is. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they What's sell there. What's a tog? Are, are you going to buy wooden shoes? Terra's <laughs> <laughs> clogs. Yeah, I, I mean I, I believe it is a, a weird name for clothing or something like that, but no one would. I think no it's a Britishism. It's very yeah. old-fashioned. Yeah, no one would pick that up. No one would pick that up. Chapter three. The next night, Pam calls Sookie at Merlot's every time, even when it's just a little snapshot of Pam. It's just, it's gold. It's I great know. every time. It's so, like every like every conversation with Pam is is my favorite part of the book, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Pam informs Sookie that she's summoned and Sookie informs Pam that she doesn't feel like being summoned and she has a date. But thank you, you know, for the sexy vampire calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and and like, Pam, like Pam goes on to explain that she's, she's also posed for a calendar and she has a whip and it's just like, in like deadpan matter of fact, she's like, yeah. I have a whip in mind. It's very nice. <laughs> Would you like a picture? And Sookie's like, no, thank you. Eric says pose, I pose. <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, it makes me very happy. It's pretty great. There's also uh, interspersed some gun metaphors for Eric's dick. Apparently he has a 357 Magnum, not a snub nose. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, what's a snub nose? Uh, it's a, well, a short revolver. Is that actually, I mean, you can guess. Yeah, it's well, it's, the nose is snub, it's short. It's a short, oh, yeah, okay. a short, a short barrel revolver. Okay, I'd never heard of a gun talk about that way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah well, I, I, I figured out from the context. It's a dick metaphor. Yes. In case, <laughs> it, it means he has a big dick. Oh, I wasn't sure. Yeah. It, it means his dick is 0. 0.357 of an inch. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's not a, not a compliment. And we get a little bit of romance, except not. Andy Belfleur gets Sookie to help him propose to his girlfriend, Haley, <laughs> in the lamest way oh possible. He has her bury, bury the ring in a chicken finger basket out of her sight. Tom, my friends. <laughs> I am touched. <laughs> this is so sweet. He knew what she was going to order before she ordered it. The, okay, but Merlot... Like three things yeah, to eat at Merlot. Exactly. Merlot has like three things on the menu. Cheeseburgers... Chicken tender baskets and I think side salad. Yeah. Like that, right? Mommy, how did daddy propose to you? Well, he took me to a bar during lunch <laughs> and hit a ring in my chicken tender basket. <laughs> it's like the, the ring comes out all greasy and she's like, it makes it easy to get on my finger. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> These people have connected. And you, you, we shouldn't look down on the, lo- the level that they like to live at. It, they, they, it seems to make them happy. She's into it. Yeah, right? she says yes, so good for them both, right? I just... Uh, I had feelings about that particular approach. Not for me. Great for them, you know? Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, it, and I guess Andy also has her do like a brain scan. He's like, does she love me? And so he's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. She, she loves you exactly as much as you love her. <laughs> suck on that. You know? <laughs> I think she pretty much does say suck on that. Yeah. <laughs> or chew on that or something. Yeah. Uh, and when she goes home that night, someone's in the woods, but she doesn't call Bill. 
Yeah, I mean, considering the list of things that have been out in those woods, it's fairly om- ominous, but, you know, whatever it is leaves, so I guess it's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> yep, probably nothing. Yep. Probably nothing. Probably nothing that wants to eat Sookie, like like everything that's been out of the, like Like, of the things that have been out in those woods, most of them have been things that eat people, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess what you what her best plan to deal with something lurking out in the woods is just to wait, and something else lurking out in the woods outside her house will probably get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll right? come and eat it. <laughs> just whatever, whatever sorts out, whatever comes out, you worry yeah. about that, right? Yeah, right. Half the night's Bill's out there. Right, I was <laughs> right. gonna say Bill's the cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill, you want a snack? Come on, right there. <laughs> That's, that's really why he lives there. It's like, because he keeps attracting meals right to his house. Exotic <laughs> <laughs> meals. Sookie's house is like a flame for moths. <laughs> yeah, if you had like a little, like, a little candle you put out and cheeseburgers would just kind of float around, that'd be great, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Well, regular burgers, I don't like cheeseburgers. Sorry, yeah, you don't like cheeseburgers. Yeah. Hamburgers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chapter four. The next day, she goes to visit Tara at her store. Portia Belfleur is there, and it's so sweet because she is also getting married, at which time Sookie mentally shits all over Portia's face, fiancé, and clothes. Yeah. It's she's like, so mean. Yeah, it was like in two pages, she like destroyed Portia's entire life. She was like a plain woman in her 30s, you know? Oh, the stick of a man who she'd been dating. And she was like, well, what is She And she describes and then insults her clothes. Yeah, she's like, boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn, Sookie. I know. Oh, boy. Yeah, I actually wrote that down as a Sookie scan. She was wearing one of her lawyer suits, a brownish, tweedy-looking straight skirt and jacket with a silk blouse underneath. She had on beige hose and low heel pumps, and she carried a matching purse. Boring. Well, you know fuck what? You, Sookie. She's, yeah. she's dressed for work, you she's, know? She's a lawyer. Yeah, she, she wants to look professional. She's not trying to, like, you know, sex up her clients, Sookie. You might not understand that. Which she obviously can because of her plain, plain face. <laughs> you know, did you mention it's plain? <laughs> plain in her 30s. Yeah. You know? Okay, wow. With her, with her skinny, ugly, gross fiance. Yeah. Like, screw you, Sookie. I know. This, this is why these people don't like you. Yeah. yeah. I know. Portia invites Sookie to bartend. I know. It's it's a really awkward exchange. Like, it's implied she's going to be working, but Suki intentionally misinterprets it just to embarrass her, I yeah. guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier in this chapter, uh, Suki calls her brother, who is, like, kind of a dick about it, like, on the phone, and says he'll be over at noon, which Suki takes to mean that she needs to make him lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I guess he'll be expecting me to cook him lunch. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I just, like... I, this must be, like, one of those Southern hospitality things, because that seems... Super weird to me, you know? I guess it's just a family thing. I mean, to be fair, like, when I go to my parents' house, they usually feed me. Yeah, but you wouldn't be like, I'll be over at noon, and then, like... Just expect them to feed me? Yeah, 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 right, right? You know, I mean, it's it's just a little weird. Fair enough. Also, she is not his parent, you know? Yes, that is true. Um... But, but, you know, she also throws some shade on Weird Al uh, minutes later. Yeah. Right? I, was like, I was like, what? She was like, I would even, I'm so happy I would even sing along to Weird Al. Hey. <laughs> I'd hey. sing along to Weird Yeah, oh, wait, hold on. I'd sing along to Weird Al. Weird Al's Suki. a national treasure. Fuck you, Suki. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 5. Speaking of Jason, he comes over for lunch. And it's sad. His girlfriend, Crystal, the shapeshifter, had a miscarriage and it's going badly, but she won't go to the doctor. So Sookie's like, hey, I'll call Dr. Ludwig. 
It's, uh, speaking of reason, reason that Jason sucks, like he's like, oh, this is probably what's going on. He's like, oh, I don't want to hear about it, you know. I don't <laughs> want to know about what's going, like, about what could be killing my my girlfriend because yeah. that's lady stuff, you know. <laughs> I know. I I don't know. It's just. And this, yeah, and he didn't didn't take her to the hospital. She didn't want to go to the hospital, but she's bleeding and can't walk. You yeah, know? this seems pretty dire, right? Yeah. I thought Jason was supposed to be not completely stupid. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. I'll go to my, I'll hang around and wait, and then I'll go to my sister's for lunch, and maybe she'll solve my problem for me. Yeah, what, Jason? Not cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he apparently he, he's still kind of a jerk. Sookie said he's been nicer, but like, I guess the bar's pretty low, so you know. But his, <laughs> as he, his his. Mind has been mixed with the mind of a literal wild animal, and it made him nicer. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, what Jason really wants is for Sookie to call Doctor Ludwig, the vampire who prescribed a bunch of sorry, the doct- yeah, whatever she, whatever the, she is, the, this, the the supernatural doctor who prescribed a bunch of vampires drinking Sookie's blood when she got mauled by the mind head. So I don't know. Yeah, is yeah. this the person you want dealing with your situation? When you go to Sookie for help, this is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. But I, like on the phone, Doctor Ludwig is great. Like she has this like, this lengthy message designed to like make people go away. And when she finally answers, she's like crabby and kind of like insulting and impatient. She's like, "Fine, I'll yeah. help you mm-hmm. for a price." I, I like her. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And her day just gets better and better because she goes into work, and that priest and Debbie Pelt's family are waiting for her. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off about this, honestly. Me too. This uh, is an ambush. Yeah, th- this is this is uh, this is not cool, right? Like ambushing someone at their place of uh, place of work, especially after sending someone who says this person doesn't want to talk to you, you know. Uh, yeah. But I mean, yes, she did kill their daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, they're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but okay, we can all agree that Debbie Pelt was the worst, but she did kill their daughter. <laughs> yeah. I. I... I don't like the, this priest. I think this priest is way out of line. Who the heck is this guy? Very much so. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, much the only thing that really comes out of it is Sookie realizes that Debbie's younger sister, Sandra, is a shifter of some kind, so she thinks Debbie must have been adopted, but I don't see why it couldn't have been that Sandra was adopted. One of them has to have been adopted, because they yeah. couldn't both be full ones and shifters. Yeah, yeah. She, she. I guess she infers that from previous conversations, she inferred, or she learned that their second daughter, they they te- they paid more attention to, mm-hmm. and that would have led me to believe that there's some sort of like, maybe like their second daughter, they liked her better for whatever reason. But yeah, yeah. it's a weird, it's a weird assumption. I don't know. Well, I, well, her second daughter probably didn't have that crappy hairstyle. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, what, it was awful. It looked, yeah, Suki did point it out occasionally, <laughs> repeatedly. How terrible her haircut was. They are so annoying, though. Like, she does lay some really good points on them when they're like, oh, I know, you know, like, you were dating Alcide, how dare you? And she's like, bitch, your daughter was engaged to someone else. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're very annoying, but Sookie refuses to say anything else and leaves. But Sam gets a call. Yeah, uh, a a kid has gone missing. A co-worker's kid has gone missing. Yeah, the other barmaid, Holly, her six-year-old son is missing from school. So, Sookie... Decides she'll go and find out where the little boy is. Yeah, fuck the police. This is a job for a psychic waitress. <laughs> <laughs> so, time to move on. Right, yeah. I, I liked when the when the doctor showed up because I, there was a there was what I'm going to call a sookie sideswipe. Uh-huh. Because she's thinking about Amanda, the driver, and she says she looked exactly like a middle-class soccer mom, 
was in her 30s. Her red hair looked natural, quite unlike my friend Arlene's. <laughs> wow. Like, Arlene's not even there, man. Right. You got to shit on your friend when he's... Oh, God, yeah. Sookie. Sookie. She can't, she can't help herself, right? Judgery, do. Uh, Amanda does, does uh, throw her a little shade because Sookie is, like, rushing to get to work when her brother's girlfriend is dying? Like, that's... A fair point, right? That's true. She's like, "Oh, look, I gotta get to, I gotta get to work, guys. So uh, you guys deal with it." I mean, I'm, I'm on her side on that one. Really? Yeah. That, if, if your brother's like, fiance, partner, whatever is dying, you're not gonna like be like, "I can go into work a little bit late." I mean, that's up to the fiance to, or or the brother to decide whether they want her there or not. I guess so, but she didn't ask. I'm, I'm not a fan of people, uh, extra people hanging around in medical situations. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Chapter six. Um, oh yeah, so uh, so back at the school, yeah. yeah Suki, so when Suki first shows up on the scene, Andy flags her down because he knows that she's better at this than he is. <laughs> you know, so he's like, like he's he's like, okay, let me get the the psychic waitress involved because yeah, I'm never going to solve this. What he's thinking right now is, oh, we're going to solve this one. <laughs> Suki's here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, today's my lucky day. Not another cold case. And it is actually very sad. It ends up happily enough. They just they discover the boy, but it turns out that. The little boy is alive in the janitor, Maddie Pepper's garbage can. It was an accident. She yelled at Cody. He fell and hit his head. She was a little slow, thought he was dead, and dumped his body in the trash can to dispose of later. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it is an accident, but, like... Maddie's going to jail. Yeah. I was wondering, like, they don't they don't talk about it at this point, but that does seem like a you're-going-to-jail situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While she's there, Sookie reminisces about her time in school and how hard it was for her. And I was, it occurred to me... You know uh, who would really benefit from remote learning is the telepath. That is so true. Yeah, Suki would have had a much better time in school with remote learning. Yeah. Well, someday internet will come to Louisiana and they'll be able to try. Yeah. Someday. (laughs) (laughs) Not today, though. No. They're going to have to bring it down a riverboat in Mississippi. (laughs) That's right. And she has a little talk with uh, Andy and the other two cops, Kenya and Kevin, about how she won't do it again. And I really like Kevin. We haven't heard much from him, but... He's a he's a good guy. Yeah, he's the he's always been the quiet one. I, I don't I don't know if he's always like. He he's always like very focused on what he's doing, but yeah, apparently he 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 stands up for her, which I think was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I when this person was going off, I, I I thought for sure that that kid was definitely dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the titular character. Yeah, it's like it, it says right in the title that kid is definitely dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. glad he wasn't though. There was a okay. That was a weird subplot, right? It was. It, it was super abrupt. It doesn't seem to have any sort of impact on anything. Uh, maybe it'll li- tie into something else later, but it like yeah. it happened in like literally one chapter, right? I, I thought this was going to be the hook that was going to be the the main mystery of the whole book. Mm-hmm. In fact, I guess it's like half a chapter, right? Like she shows up, she solves it, and then she goes back to work. Yeah. Sucky saves the day, and then back to the bar. Yeah, someone's got to sling them beers and yeah. drinks. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not sure what the what the intent of this oh, is. Maybe it'll lead into something else. Like yeah, it might, might be. Yeah, you know? maybe. If nothing else, it serves as a, as a purpose, as a vessel to introduce a new barmaid because uh, Holly leaves as a result of this right, right. with Danielle. So the new bar- barmaid shows up who is apparently a shifter. Uh, though she doesn't know what kind of thing. Yeah. Sookie right? knows there's something kinky about her, but she just isn't sure what. Tanya Grissom. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's weird because <clears throat> the Sookie scan actually doesn't have anything mean to say about her for once. Like, <laughs> like she's cute. She's got like 
she's got a good look to her. She's got a nice yeah. haircut or whatever. But I don't know. I don't like her. <laughs> I don't like her. Uh, I, you know what my theory is. Hmm. I'm going to keep having this theory until I'm right. She's the, the tip end of a tentacle coming from the <laughs> in the ocean. Oh, yeah. That would explain it. Yeah, wait. The, the tentacle's reaching all the way from the ocean into Bontemps, into Merlots, through the door, and, and she's just a, she's like some makeup face on the edge of, end of the tentacle. <laughs> That's Tanya? That's Tanya. Yeah. Yes. That would explain a lot, you know? <laughs> right? So he's like, I can't put my finger on it, but something's weird about how she keeps picking things up with the suckers on her face. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like why, why we can't get the, the front door closed whenever she's in the, in the office, you know, in the, in the building. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's identical. One of these days, Jeff. One of these days. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to be right. <laughs> she goes home, and Calvin Norris is there to thank her for calling Dr. Ludwig. Yeah. And he also wants to know why Sookie's gone off of him. And she explains she just couldn't handle him having fathered four kids by four different mothers in Hotshot. Yeah. So this, as Jeff mentioned, this is the answer to how wares have not gone extinct. And, you know, Sookie's uncomfortable with the idea. But, and I guess I kind of get it, right? But I feel like during this conversation, Sookie is still, like, very judgy, right? Like, I mean, I, I get that it's weird, but, you know, this is this is kind of their culture, I guess, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if she has to be mean about it. It feels like she's a little bit, she's like, oh, that grosses me out. I feel like I'm going to throw up. You know, I don't know. Well, she didn't say that. <clears throat> yeah. She, she's very nice, and, you know, out front about it. And also, you know, she's still kind of like a junior level relationship partner. You know, she hasn't had any like real healthy relationships. So that's pretty advanced tier relationship. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. And uh, wants to like marry him and, and bear his children. Well, bring, bring your genetic diversity to hot <laughs> that, that is that's, a, that's pretty intense. That too. is a weird pitch. But in his defense, he uh, does also say, you know, if, if we got married, I wouldn't do that anymore. You know, I'd, I'd be... They say mating for life. Okay, sure. <laughs> oh, the chicks love it. Yeah, when you're willing to mate them for life. Yeah, uh, I honestly you for life. <laughs> I'm on Calvin's side, actually. I think he's well. Something's got to go wrong with Quinn, right? Yeah. But apart from that, Calvin's her best option. I I I consistently really like Calvin. You know, like yes, I get this is a super weird situation, but like he's really polite. He doesn't try and murder her. He's like, he has health insurance. I'm yeah, like, that's a that, big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is this might be as good as it gets for Sookie. I'm just throwing that out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's a little older, but not that. He's like, I think he's in his early 40s or something like that. So he's like, still within the, the creepy threshold for age, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's alive. He, he is alive. through his veins. Yeah, that's right. He's a right. homeowner. I yeah. think they said he's manager, so he's got like a, a white-collar job. Yeah, he's yeah. responsible. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's reliable, and everyone everyone who knows him talks about how he's he's like a good man. You know, he's like a good dude, you know? Yeah, and Sookie thinks through all that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just... Uh, I like Calvin, that's all. You know, I, I, I get why Sookie's not into it, and I and I get that it's a complicated situation. But Yeah, sure, she's not into him because he's not dangerous enough. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, when, when Calvin leaves, what she immediately starts thinking about... Is Alcide, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. She realizes that her relationship with Alcide would never work because she's not a shifter, so she wouldn't be able to give him a shifter baby. I don't think. Doesn't doesn't Alcide specifically not want a shifter baby? I thought that was a whole thing. He said he didn't want kids when he was with Debbie. Hmm. Because she's not pure blood. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Also, it looks like Jason and Crystal are going to be getting married, whether they want to or not. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Whether it was Jason's choice is unclear. Yes. But, you know, that, that's what's happening. Yep. 
It's funny because neither neither Suki nor Calvin is very happy about it. He's he's like, I don't really like Jason, but you know, I'm not marrying him. She's like, I don't really like Crystal, but I'm not marrying her. So yeah, yep, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Chapter seven. She's got a lazy next day. She gets an invitation to Haley's bridal shower. So that's nice. She does this really confusing thing. She goes outside and puts herself in the cursed radiation of the day star. <laughs> just right? get, like, I don't understand. So on, she on takes hers. off her... She Yeah, she wears less clothing and then just lets it touch her. She, the sun yeah, she, all she allows over. The, the beams of anger that are always cast down upon us from our ancient enemy. Yeah. <laughs> To, to just fry her skin. Yeah. She's like, you know, I assume cooking, uh, you know, like actually actually being cooked. Right, yeah. Sounds awful. Mm. I don't understand it. Yeah. Must be some weird Louisiana thing. I, I can only assume. Or maybe it's her, her love for danger, right? She's like, yes, this thing is trying to kill me. This, is, this makes me feel at peace. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric shows up later mad that she didn't answer his summons and tells her she has to go to Shreveport for him. Yeah, because yeah. she's in his retinue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, Go fuck yourself. Yeah, this conversation is great. You know, like he's he's super jealous, which is not a cute look, you know. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, you don't know me. He's like, actually, by the rights of Sheriff Area 5, and as a member of my retinue, I do own you. And she's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I got to say, uh, this is a very sooky thing. I wouldn't tell an ancient vampire who uh, is known for killing people to fuck off quite so, like, thoroughly. But uh, this is Sookie, and she gives zero, zero fucks, so she just like gives him a big old middle finger. Yep. yep. And it works out really well. Quinn shows up. And he's cool as shit, by the way. He is super cool. Yeah, he walks up, he's like, oh, hey, <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this vampire. Yeah, and, and Eric's like, she's mine. And he's like, are, are you his? <laughs> she's like, nope. It's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I know. It is very, very good. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely my current favorite. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's it's interesting because like he's clearly not threatened at all, and I, so I guess like being a giant ass wear tiger gives you like a certain amount of like cachet, right? Like True, yeah. it's like eh, you know, that's a, yeah, that's a vampire. I'm a wear tiger, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it helps that he's there rep- as a representative of the Queen of Louisiana. So yeah, that probably yeah, offers him some protection as well. No, Eric would probably still win in a fight, right? Absolutely, yeah. A, a vampire beats a wear hands down. Like it's you know in terms of strength. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Probably. Yeah, unless it's a, maybe unless it's a very young vampire. I think they get stronger as they get older or something, but. Yeah. 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 So they go on their date. Yeah, they have, a, they have a nice little date and they go see the theater, to yeah. the theater. They talk about dancing and sports. The play is great. They really enjoy it. They get along and for dessert, they get ambushed. There you go. <laughs> this is like primo first date material for Sookie, you know? Which is where it leaves us. Yeah. If she ends up in the hospital, this might be love. It's all the things that Sookie likes. Yeah. yeah. I am loving Quinn. I yeah. think it's super cool, too. She's like, oh, God, there's something wrong. And he just immediately, like, goes in defensive mode. He doesn't yeah. stop to talk about it or ask her if she's sure. He just is ready to go. Yeah, he takes off his coat and gets ready to fight. Yep. I'm a fan. She's like, oh, shit, I forgot to bring my chain. <laughs> he's like, don't worry, I brought one. He pulls it out of his back pocket. He's got a chain. He's like, extra chain. Swoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I brought a spare fighting chain. <laughs> Yeah, this guy knows the way to Sookie's heart. Indeed. And into her underwear, I assume. Probably. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters 8 through 16 of Definitely Dead. I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. 
I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Micah Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. <laughs> <laughs> please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon at armadillo.club where you can give us your armadollars and check out some cool merchandise. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night, night okay. Okay. Wait, how does How does Quinn talk? She can't actually understand him. It's very awkward. Yeah. <laughs>